All right, guys, we're back with your, your biggest critic podcast this week. We have Lauren on the podcast. I'm so excited for her to be on. She is a news or like a anchor for, um, I'm blanking. Sorry for the sports realm. Sorry. I'm like blanking. It's so cool. I watched some of her like reels and videos and it literally looks like she's having like the best time. She's also Rachel's um, sister. So I thought it would be fun to have her on and to tell her side of what she does and of social media. And so I want everybody to give a warm welcome to Lauren. <laughs> Thank Hi. you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited. I know me too. I don't know why I just like blanked. I always do that with the intros. I think it's just because I get nervous. No. And then after that, you just kind of, yeah. And I'm sure you know what's like, what you do. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit of where you're from and what you do now? Yeah. So um, I'm from Dallas, Texas, uh, like a suburb in Dallas. And um, I attended TCU uh, for the past three and a half years, but I just got a job in Lubbock which is in West Texas, if <laughs> not a lot of people know where it is, but um, it's where Texas Tech is. And um, I'm working at a local station there as their sports reporter and anchor. That's so cool. Like I said, I like watched one of your videos the other day and it looks so fun. Like you look so professional. You're studying there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I kind of want to do that. Is it too late for me to switch major? <laughs> no, it's actually really fun. Like I literally just, I mean, a normal Tuesday, I just get to go to a basketball game. That's like, so I, fun. Yeah. What are I your, like, hours game? like since, you know, basketball is like at night and stuff? Yeah, they're, it's really weird to be honest with you hours are hard because sports are like 24 seven. And even when I talk to my sports director, she's kind of like, okay, what days do you want off this week? Because I just kind of have to figure it out around like what is going on that week. Um, but basically I go in around two o'clock. Um, today's a little different because it's a Sunday and we only have a 10 PM show. Um, so I go in a lot later, but, um, I normally go in around two o'clock and I'm there until around 10 30 after the 10 PM show. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's so fun and you just get to like stand on the sideline and like and you know literally I'm in the game yeah it's so weird too like because I mean like I grew up watching these like you know games on tv and stuff like that and now I'm at every single one of them and like I get to interview the coaches and stuff like that so it's really it's weird that's so cool what made Mm -hmm. you want to be a sports anchor kind of weird. So I was in high school and I was kind of just like going through every single thing that I wanted to be. And so me and my sister uh, were actors growing up like our entire lives. That's all we did. And so I would have loved to do acting, but I mean, like it's a hard industry to make it in. So, um, you know, I wanted to be a teacher for a while. I kind of just wanted to do something where I could like talk in front of people because that's just what I knew best. Um, and I always grew up watching, you know, sports with my dad, um, all the time. And so he's the one who actually brought it to my attention. I think my junior year of high school and was like, well, you know, there's this industry and, you know, sports broadcasting, you could do that. Like a lot of women are doing it now. And so that's when I kind of looked into it and never looked back, I guess. (laughs) That's awesome. And I feel like when you said teacher, I feel like every girl in America wants to be a teacher at some point in their at life. I was yep. wanting to be a teacher and now I'm like staying far away from that industry. No, then you realize like what actually goes into it and you're like, maybe not. Yeah, I've <laughs> three teaching classes at my um, college and I'm like, 
oh no, no, this is not for me. <laughs> oh, especially, I think everyone's like, oh, I want to be like an elementary school teacher. And I'm like, oh, kids are fun, but like not, you know, 40 weeks out of the year. I don't know. <laughs> or how many weeks it. Yeah, it's a it lot. Um, yeah. But so growing up, did you see like a lot of like women in that field or did you see it like mostly like men dominantly? Men dominantly growing up um, and, you know, there was always that uh, there's always like the main few like, uh, you know, Maria Taylor, Aaron Andrews, you know, the, the women who kind of like led a path for females in this industry. Um, but it wasn't until recently, like literally my three and a half years in college when I saw it really expand to where now like you watch a sporting event and there's no way you don't see a female on there and I um, something. Yeah. No, I think it's really great. It's, it's really great to have them in the industry. And I think personally, I think females from what I've seen so far mm -hmm. add like extra texture, I guess you could say to it, because I don't know, I've noticed a lot, like men oftentimes are very biased when it comes to sports and this isn't all the time, but, um, you know, I think females like just being afraid of being wrong, like to see sports from all sides. And I think that's, you know, what you need in the industry. So yeah. And what would you say, like, how do you think it's expanded for just this past couple of years? You just said you've seen it kind of expand. How would you say um, it has like expanded and like, and what are some stigmas that you are seeing that are kind of like being destigmatized within your realm of the sports industry? Because like growing up, I used to watch football and go to every single NC State football. Um, I'm from North Carolina. So okay. I don't know if there you know, go. like, teams down here but like we went to all like we had season tickets to football mm -hmm. basketball and so I grew up but like you said like I saw guy reporters like standing on the side like I never really saw a girl reporter and except these past couple of years you're seeing yep. like more in the NFL and you're seeing like um more like um girl referees and stuff and it's like really it's almost like an empire that we're building so like what would you say like has revolutionized that you know, and I think so personally, like you brought up the NFL, like I feel like it definitely started in, a, in the NFL and I could be wrong, but that's just my own opinion. Um, you know, like I said, with Aaron Andrews, Maria Taylor, um, Doris Burke. Um, and so I definitely think it started there with sideline reporting and, you know, females were basically just sideline reporters. And now like over the past few years, I mean, like there are, um, you know, play-by-play -play analysts and commentators that are females now and there's all like female um you know just groups that are basically you know commentating on these sporting events which I think is so cool um but yeah it's definitely shifted a lot and kind of like the stigma that you were talking about I mean I think which I also love to see this change when it first started out I feel like you had to be like this beautiful blonde and, you know, there are a lot of blondes in the industry, but I mean, it's changed a lot where you see, you know, different, you know, different women with different looks. And I, I really like that, how, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to be this, like fit this mold to do, to do it. Yeah. I feel like with everything, there's a stigma that we do. And I love how we're breaking down these like exterior walls and saying like, no, anybody can be in this industry. It doesn't yeah. have to be just guys. Cause like you said, sometimes like, and that was like your opinion, but I also can see that like guys being biased because they do know a lot about it. Like sometimes like when I hear commentating, they're throwing these terms out and I'm like, I have no clue what they're talking about. And so I think yeah. it's cool to see like, okay, 
they can do it. We can do it too. And how are we going to expand that? Yeah. So how can like, we see them expanding? Is it because the NFL has money and you think they're wanting to spend money in that aspect of, okay, let's expand this. Or how do you think we can keep expanding this to trickle down into like, even like high school and college? I think in my opinion, the NFL has done the best job or not NFL, I guess I would just say football in general, because the NCAA does a great job as well. Um, And, you know, uh, NCAA basketball and the NBA have kind of, you know, been incorporating that also. Um, I've seen, you know, baseball do it a lot more too. Um, I think it just, just more expansion. I mean, there's not a lot of females in the NHL um, with hockey, and there's not a lot of females in soccer. There's not a lot of females in NASCAR. Um, so, you know, definitely just keep expanding to uh, more of the organizations, I guess. Yeah. We, so are you just basketball or can no. you expand into those realms of like hockey or soccer or football? Like next football season, what you could you do football? Absolutely. So since I work for a station, um, I get to basically report on like really anything that happens here. Um, but I mean, the big ones are obviously basketball and football. Um, and since it's it, right in the middle of basketball season right yeah. now, that's mostly what I do. But, um, you know, I cover tech, I cover high school. We also, Lubbock has another um, university here called Lubbock Christian. Um, so no, I, I get to cover basically whatever I want, just, uh, you know, just here in the Lubbock area, so. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say like, have you gotten some mean kind of comments since you started? Um, <laughs> You're laughing, so I kind of think it has. Yeah, girl, you have. So I'm actually thankful. I haven't gotten any since I've started oh, okay. here. Okay. Um, but I'm just kind of waiting for them because I've heard that, you know, they're there. But um, no, I've gotten some funny comments on Twitter, actually. Mm-hmm. Um just you know me so I posted this one tweet I'll I'll just talk about a specific one I posted this one tweet about uh, a Cowboys game and uh you know this Cowboys Nation Twitter retweeted it and I just got people commenting being like you obviously don't watch the Cowboys very often if you think that and I was like and they're like yeah like you're a girl you probably just don't watch football and I was like okay <laughs> like thank you but whatever thank you but I'm actually a commentator so Drop. I was like, actually, Cowboys Nation retweeted it, but thank you. Um, no, so I mean, it's just a lot of that, I feel like, where it's like, I just always have to prove myself that I know everything. And it's like, in this industry, you can't know everything. Not everybody can know everything about everything. So Exactly. And like, that, I think that's what's frustrating is we are always trying to prove ourselves in whatever industry we are. And for me, it's the podcast industry, because you have these influencers who which are like, I love influencers, but you know, they have more of a spotlight than I do. So I'm constantly trying to prove myself and get brands to look at my podcast or do um, nonprofit work. And so like my voice can be heard and I'm sure it's the same for you. It's like that tweet, like was kind of um, mean and like deep promoting to like what you just worked for, for three years. And it's like, you don't know me. So why are you commenting that? Yeah. Awesome. Cowboys just retweeted it. So if you really look at it, Go talk to them, not me. I but. know, I know. So is your, like, I guess, is your greater goal, would you say, to be an NFL reporter? Would, is that a dream of yours, or do you want to stay kind of local? So uh, 
It kind of depends. Um, I've always said that, you know, being a sideline reporter for the NFL is like the dream. But like I said earlier, I mean, the NFL, it's a very rigorous and like hard organization to make it in because that's what everybody wants to go to. Um, so I had like this internship this summer and it was with a racetrack um, and literally like taught me so much of everything that I know. And um, so I don't know, I think ending up in NASCAR would be really cool too, which means I'd be in North Carolina. <laughs> Girl, come visit. My dad actually goes to the NASCAR races. Are you serious? Yeah, so he's been the one in like Richmond, I think, okay. and the one in Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah, I think the one in Charlotte, and then maybe one up in Maryland, maybe. Okay. maybe. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Yeah, I can't remember, but like he does, he I can't remember NASCAR. Like I got him Chase Elliott for Christmas last year, and it's all he wears. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Did you get to meet any of the people like the NASCAR people? No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, no, it was. So the, the internship that I did was sprint cars, which okay. I'm not sure if you know what that is. No, I don't know why I said okay. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. But it was really cool. It wasn't, so it wasn't like actual like race cars, but it was still a racing um, thing that kind of I guess it's like a stepping stool, you know, like some guys can go to NASCAR or whatever. Um, but it was really, it was really interesting. And so it just, I love the racing industry. Like everyone's so nice and supportive and, um, yeah. Have you ever been to the Indy 500? No, I haven't. I've never even been to a NASCAR race. I was supposed to go to one in the fall and it didn't work out, but hmm. yeah, no, I just, it just really interests me. So yeah, I, I kind of want to go to one. I feel like it's like rough around the edges and I could just really, you know, throw myself in there. I don't know. The environment is insane. So I've never been to NASCAR, but I've been to um, drag racing. Oh my gosh. Literally yeah. insane. Wait, is that <laughs> big in Texas? Is yeah. that big in Texas? Okay. Mm -hmm. See, I have a friend who um, went to Baylor and she's now actually living in Dallas. And so um but I felt like I've heard her talk about it like a little there's one like a little south I think it's around Waco actually um but it's in Ennis Texas I believe which I think is by Waco it's like a little south of Dallas so um but yeah it's really cool it's interesting that is so cool mm -hmm. so what would you say to like the girls who are in high school who are like you trying to figure out if they want to be in this industry and how to make a name for themselves because you know with nowadays with social media it's everybody can make a name for themselves. It's just how you do it. And so how would you say the first and the last stepping stone there is for girls to want to be in this industry? I think the biggest thing that I've learned is, and this like might actually be like multiple things, but it's just no matter how small the opportunity seems, make it seem like it's the best thing in the world because you honestly don't know where it's going to take you and you don't know who you're going to meet. So, you know, like I said, this summer, I did um, an internship with the dirt track and, you know, some people might be like, okay, like whatever, that's the smallest thing ever, but it taught me so much. Like I can't even, I can't even fathom like how much I like, you know, thank these people because they just gave me so much freedom and like opportunity to like, expand my knowledge and stuff um so you know like it seemed like a small opportunity at the time but it ended up being like the one that was the biggest for me so 
Yeah, yeah, I like that. I feel like every opportunity can definitely lead to something. And I mean, these people don't just come and like, all right, now they're like Jennifer Lopez, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it has to lead to something. And, you know, starting to talk about these stigmas and starting to really deep down realize, okay, just because guys can do it, we can do it also, I think is really going to open up the industry to, you know, you know for more girls. Mm-hmm. so you know okay I'm going to describe something to you I'm not sure if you know what it is because I'm bad at describing it but my dad always watches it and it's this round table with the guys and they talk about football but and then it has the timer in the corner and they can only talk about a specific person for two minutes do you know what I mean is it like a pregame show I think it was a pregame show, maybe. Like, was it a pregame show for a game, or is it just like an ESPN like talk show? It was show? on ESPN, I think. Okay, well, they have a lot of those. They have like a lot yeah. of those like talk shows and stuff, or they do it for like a pregame, like something. But yeah. But you never see any girls on there. I've not have yet seen anybody sit at that round table who was a girl, who like gets to talk about like those players. That one's hit or miss because yeah no I totally agree and that's what I'm saying like it is expanding to where sometimes you see the panels and there's always like that one like token girl um or you know you'll see it to where they just like haven't changed it yet um but I mean the industry has a lot to grow as like I think a lot of things you know do mm-hmm. um but you know I think they're definitely on the right track which I really like to see that so but no I totally agree I know what you're talking about Okay, yeah, because I want to bring that up because I'm like I've like I've watched that so many times because you know my dad's like the biggest football fan, and I've yet to see a girl like sit on there and be like, okay, Aaron Rodgers this week, you know, like put me in, coach, I'll do it. I know, put Lauren in, come on. Um, that's so fun. So, do you work with other females, um, or is it in your station? Is it mostly? guys so actually I'm really glad that you brought that up I love talking about this because I think it's huge but um the station that I work for uh my sports director is actually female um and we are the first female duo in I don't think the entire organization but at the station ever we are the first female sports duo for sports director and sports anchor ever so I love bringing that up because that is so awesome yeah, it's kind of changing history, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I love working with her because, you know, you are, you are, you do have to kind of get used to working with like a ton of guys. And she was here before I was, and, you know, it was her and three other guys. And so she's like, I love having you here and stuff like that. So we definitely get along really well. And, um, but yeah, I do work with a lot of females, which is nice. And even the other station in Lubbock, uh, the main sports girl is a female, which is super fun. So. So do you see that in kind of like smaller cities that it's more female based? And then once you get larger, do you see it kind of stop and you're like, oh, and we're just all guys now? Yes, because at least, I mean, which I get, I really do get it. A lot of commentators and analysts and, you know, whatever sports broadcasters were former players. Mm -hmm. It's very like rare I guess to find somebody who's not a former player and so I think that's where like the big leagues kind of get skeptical of like adding a female in there because it's like I mean like it is true we're never gonna know as much as they do because like they were in that situation like they they were in the game yes they know the inside out like 
yeah. like the back of their hand. And we just, it's information that we can't know. Yeah. So um, I kind of get the skeptic skepticism there um, for at least like commentating and stuff. But as you were talking about for like pregame shows and stuff, I mean, like we do our research, we know what we're talking about. I know, I, <laughs> girl, you know more than I do. Like when I <laughs> like switch route, like Aaron Rodgers did the switch route this week. <laughs> to number 89 and then he did a slant route I'm like what the <laughs> sometimes I know I'm like did you really need to say that like you can just dumb it down for the rest of the people that are watching I don't know, <laughs> I know. so did you play basketball when you were in high school not in high school I played when I was like a little itty bitty girl actually kind of a funny story um me and my best friend I used to live in Chicago and me and my best friend, we joined this all girls basketball team and both of our dads were the coaches and we ended up being the only girls on the team because <laughs> we couldn't get any girls. So it was an entire guys team with us, hey, but you're balling at a young age and look where you are now. <laughs> no, I was, I was actually a swimmer most of my life. So, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I, I quit swim team when, fun fact about me, I don't know if my viewers know this, I quit swim team when I was uh, 10 because you had to do a flip turn and <laughs> I didn't like doing the flip turn because you got water up your nose and in your goggles and I was not about that life. So I said, mom, I'm not doing this again. And my swimming career was <laughs> So that's actually hilarious. I'm a swim instructor. I have been for, well, I guess not anymore, but I have been for years. Um, and when I, whenever I teach my kids flip turns, that's like the first thing they say, they're like, how do you not get water in your nose? I'm like, you just got to, I'm sorry. (laughs) My sister did year round swim and she was like amazing at it. And I'm like, how do you do that? Cause I'm not about that life. (laughs) They're actually really fun. If you ever get to learn them, they're my favorite thing about swimming. I love flip turns. Mm-hmm. nope I will not my kid, my future kids someone will teach you how to do it because I <laughs> that's so funny yeah so well I mentioned that you're Rachel's sister and I just had Rachel on the podcast yes I said in our little pre-interview that they look so much alike because I I think y'all do um but how is like how is seeing her because you guys are both shining and making a difference in two totally different ways so how is seeing like her come up on her social media platform and then you come up kind of on the anchor side of things like how is that fun because like it seems like you guys are really close we are really close um it's honestly been insane because so she started and I I think she said this because I watched the podcast with her um She literally, so I was like doing this whole TikTok thing, you know, during quarantine and she randomly one day was like, I'm going to download it and post something. And girl got like 500,000 views in her first video. And I was like, I'm over here like working my butt off. You know, that sound that's like, I'm spinning. Like that was literally her. (laughs) She posts one thing and gets like viral, but, um, no, it's been really cool seeing everything. And, um, I'm really proud of her because, I feel like it's right up her alley and she's always wanted to do something like this. I mean, influencing wasn't always a thing, but I mean, like she's so good at makeup and hair and just like that creative side of things. And so I think this is perfect for her. Um, So I I really loved like watching her, I guess for lack of a better word, like find her identity. Um, So yeah, because I feel like a lot of it was like, oh, like you're Austin Gomber's wife, but now it's like you're Rachel Gomber, you know, and yeah, Austin Gomber's your husband. <laughs> yeah, she can stand on her own two feet, just like you can. Like your identity isn't in like you know anchoring. It's 
she's a female in anchor, you know? And I, I love that for both of you. Cause I feel like you guys are both just making such a difference. And I've told her like for her, like to keep doing what she's doing. Cause she's making an absolute difference in the influencer world, but you're making a difference in the anchor world. And so it's so cool that you guys are like sisters and kind of like doing this together and just really making a difference because it's when we all band together wherever we are and meet each other where we are that we're going to make the difference and see the change that we're going to want to see in what we're doing. No, you're so right. And no, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, but it's funny that you say that my parents always, um, <laughs> cause I was kind of the last one to, you know, get this job or whatever. And my parents always say that we're too cool. Like all of their kids are too cool for them now because, you know, their son-in-law is a pitcher in the MLB. Their daughter is an influencer. Um, their other daughter is a sports reporter. And then my boyfriend, um, is a pilot. <laughs> so they're like, you guys have such cool jobs. And they're like, we're accountants. <laughs> that is so cool. Aww. So do you get to see Rachel a lot since you've kind of started your new job or how is that? Cause I'm getting ready to graduate. And so I'm interested to hear like, do you get to see your family a lot? Like, I know we're kind of switching subjects, but yeah, no, that I don't care. Totally fine. Um, so far, no. Um, I mean, like I've only been here for two weeks so far, but I haven't had a chance to go back home and I probably won't until Rachel and Austin are already in Arizona. Um, so it's one of those things where I'm just going to have to find the time and go visit her. But I mean, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. Um, I'm kind of just waiting for her to go to Arizona and then there's, you know, straight flights up there. So yeah. I'll go visit her whenever, but maybe it's hard. a cool game. You could go like, I know <laughs> it's hard. I miss my nephew so much. So that's like the biggest thing, like love Rachel to death, but I'm like, I just want to see my nephews <laughs> really. Love you, Rachel, but if you're to see the kids. <laughs> yeah, basically I miss Charlie a lot. So yeah. yeah, they're, they're precious. They're cute. They're cuties for sure. So how would you say that you kind of, when you see hate on the internet, either in general or towards Rachel, um, how would you say you've kind of taken that? And how would you say like to really be kind on the internet and to be kind in the news anchor world, you know? Girl, I get so defensive. <laughs> when it's about Rachel. When it's about me, I'm totally fine not responding. I'm like, whatever, like y'all don't know me. I'm you're probably sitting on your couch. It's fine. But like when it's about Rachel, I get so defensive. Um, and I probably like, I've kind of taught myself to try to not respond to them as much. Um, especially now that I'm obviously in a smaller light, but still in the public eye. Um, but I mean, like back when she first started, I was like, like you suck (laughs) well it's so hard because it's a family member or when they're like even like if it was about like you or me like they're attacking like your character it's not like uh, you know like Rachel said it's not like they're like uh, you can't dance or blah 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 they're attacking her character and her motherhood and her like life and that's when you kind of have to draw the line and that's why I'm trying to get more people to come on the podcast and talk about what they do and if they see hate and what they're what they do when they see it because I feel like, yes, influencers are like great. They're making a name for themselves and they're making like a new network. Like if I would have known when I was like 10 that social media would have taken off like this, like I would have like not believed you, you know? Cause like we barely had YouTube when I was 10, you know? I know. (laughs) We were like on Facebook, like (laughs) I get my, I'm sorry, I get my, (laughs) 
Like I was on MySpace, but like my babysitters were. And so, yeah. So now that I'm a nanny, I'm like, do y'all know what MySpace is? And they're like, <laughs> no, they just play Roblox. Like, <laughs> I know. They're like, well, do you know what Redbox are? Do you know who this influencer is? And I'm like, no. They're like, oh, well, you're old. <laughs> no, I get my 10 years ago, um, like posts on Facebook every single day. And it's so embarrassing. I don't know what Facebook's been doing to me lately, but normally it's just like a picture. I'm like, okay, whatever. Lately, it's been like, I think the one the other day was like person one, like, I I don't know. It was all this weird stuff. And it was like, it's just, I posted some weird crap on there. (laughs) I was like, what what did my parents let me do? Well, I had a picture pop up and I screenshot it and put it in our family group message. And I was like, mother, why would you let me dress like this? (laughs) You would not let me change you. And you wanted to, and you thought it matched and there was no change in your mind. And I was going to let you be creative and explore that. And I'm like, Lord help you us. Have a good mom. You have a good mom though. That's that's so sweet of her. I would have been like, uh-uh, we're changing you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I just it's just so crazy to me how social media, podcasts, Instagram, even Facebook, I mean, it's now called Meta, you know, it's like so crazy how everything is so evolving. But mm-hmm. to know that at any day now it could crash and we go back to having nothing, would you be okay with that? Um, or how would it affect your world? Like it would affect me a lot because a lot of people don't realize how much journalists use social media. Like, to be honest with you, like my everything is social media just because like I post, you know, game updates. I post, uh, you know, injuries. I post, uh, standups and packages and stuff. So like, I actually use social media a lot for work. Like, even if you go and look at my Instagram, like most of my pictures right now are work. They're not even like, oh, I went out and had a good time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think it would like change a lot just because of my job, but like the personal aspect of it, I think I'd be okay. Cause I, it's just a really toxic place. Um, Yeah. I find myself going down that hole on TikTok and, you know comparing and being like well why isn't my content doing well <laughs> and like well why isn't this doing well or like this girl literally is shaking her butt and gets 500,000 views but like I'm actually trying to make a difference and it's getting maybe 50 or 100 you know so it's definitely something I've having to gotten used to you know like the thick skin you know like Rachel was saying and I'm sure you've had to grow thick skin as well in your industry Um, I'm still getting used to that, but it's definitely interesting to say if it all crashed tomorrow, would we be okay? You know, it is interesting because it's like, there's one side of it where like, I love how, you know, TikTok specifically has like brought people together. Like I remember over quarantine, like Miley Cyrus was like, you know, making a TikTok and like adding somebody and being like, hi, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that's so cool how, you know, they can make videos and just like talk to fans and stuff. But there's another side of it where I'm a huge Maya Knight fan. And I'm like, that girl does nothing wrong. Why are you hating on her? Like, she's so, she seems so nice. And I'm like, why? And I don't know. I just don't understand. It's just people who don't understand. And like going back to the being defensive about Rachel, like people don't see, you know, her hard work. People don't see like she's up from 5.30 a.m. with Beckham until, you know, Charlie goes to bed at 9.30 at night. It's like she's constantly working that whole time. And like, yeah, yeah, she has a great support system, but like she's busy. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, people just give her hate thinking that she sits on the couch and does nothing. And I'm like, no, she has two children to attend to. Yeah. Well, recently she's been posting and like, and kind of like replying to comments. Have you seen it? And, but it's been good. Like I even commented on one. It was like, you go girl. Like, but then her comments are so positive. They're like, um, the ones who get it, get it. The ones who don't. <laughs> she's kind of gotten some sass which is funny like I um growing up like I was always told that like I was the funny one out of us too but I don't know if it's Austin or like what but like she's gotten some sass and I love it she she definitely knows how to like respond and just be like jokey about it and uh, she definitely has a funny side to her now which is I love that yeah well y'all are both hilarious (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) seriously um well do you have any last words or anything else you want to say to the viewers and just give encouragement to people who maybe are in the same position as you uh yeah I guess some encouragement just uh you know going off of what we've talked about a lot you know um you have to have thick skin I guess in a lot of industries that you're in just because of you know who we are and stuff like that but you know just keep your head up because you know, there's times where you'll go through things and uh, people will just be mean to you and put you down all the time. But I promise I feel like there's a lot more good out there than there is bad and you'll find it. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on. And to, oh, do you want to give your socials or? Um, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, perfect. Sure. Okay. Um, Hang on. I'm going to look them up. I know. I, I put her on the spot, y'all. Sorry. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> no, I was okay. do a new job and, you know, my job. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, go follow me. <laughs> okay, so my Instagram is Lauren Cottrell7, and Cottrell is C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L. And then my Instagram is, or sorry, my Twitter is underscore Lauren Cottrell. And then I think my TikTok is Lauren Cottrell. <laughs> awesome. And remember, I need to try to make them all the same. <laughs> I, girl, I do too. I'm <laughs> for everything. I'm like, oh, what is it? <laughs> so difficult well remember to follow her on all her socials remember follow you're your biggest critic on all of our socials like subscribe and turn on notifications for instagram twitter and our new youtube channel i want to thank you for everybody for listening and watching thank you guys so much thank you lauren and good luck with everything in your future bye guys bye